Hey, what is up, everybody? My name is Jordan Biddle, and welcome to the Cincinnati Reds Fan Podcast. We have a lot to talk about today. That includes future pitching, um, you know, my opinion on the draft, you know, the upcoming draft, the the recent draft, whatever, and um, a a couple other subjects. So we're just going to jump right into the first subject, which is the Reds' future pitching. Listen, okay, the Reds' future pitching looks bright. It really does. I love the prospects that we have um, in the minor leagues for Cincinnati. That includes uh, Hunter Green, Nick Lodolo. I'm not a huge fan of Hunter Green quite yet. People say that guy is a phenomenal pitcher, but I have yet to see it. He still is super young, so uh, there's, a, there's a ton of development uh, to be had with uh, Hunter Green. He's gotten bigger, stronger, so it, it just all depends what... Um, Hunter Green does and how he performs in the minor leagues. Nick Lodolo has impressed everyone um, in his debut and, and uh, you know in the, in the games that he has played in the minor leagues. Uh, I honestly expect him to be up at least to Double A this season, um, if not Triple A. I don't expect them to keep him down very long. Um, and then Luis Castillo and Tyler Malley. These two guys are going to be the prime um, uh, starting pitchers in the future. Luis Castillo and Tyler Malley. I think Tyler Malley still has a ton of work to do. He's got a lot of development to go through. Um, you know, he's, his stuff isn't necessarily electric. He has this... Uh, he has control, okay? Control is really good uh, for a starting pitcher. Um, you know, I think he has more control than, than Luis Castillo, but he doesn't have as much movement as Luis Castillo. Luis Castillo has much nastier pitches uh, than, than Mally. Mally just has that, you know, high, tight, fastball and lefties. Uh, you know, he doesn't have, you know, a signature pitch necessarily uh, when uh, Luis Castillo can get into whatever count he wants to and still uh, throw his cha- his favorite pitch, which is the changeup. And um, I don't think Luis Castillo has necessarily the the control Mally does, but Luis Castillo definitely has uh, way better pitches than Mally. So uh, that definitely factors in. Uh, but control is definitely uh, a thing where Castillo has improved on the last year or so uh, because two years ago he was walking a whole bunch of more batters. Uh, he, he didn't get as many strikeouts. Uh, you know, he's giving up more runs. Uh, I mean, clearly, right? You'll go look at his numbers, and, and that's the, the an obvious point. So we got Luis Castillo. I think the Reds will keep him for, for a while. I mean, I think he's with the Reds at least until 2023 or 2024. I'm not, that's off the top of my head. I might be wrong. But um, I think the... The Reds' future pitching is bright. I don't think Hunter Green, and I've said this multiple times, I don't think Hunter Green is a starting pitcher. I think he'll be in the bullpen. Um, I think Nick Lodolo is more of a starting pitcher than uh, Hunter Green is because Nick Lodolo has got control. He's got nasty pitches. He's kind of like a Malley and Castillo combined, um, except he just got a lot of work to do to get up to the major leagues. I mean, shoot, if, if, if he gets up to AAA this year, they might call him up to the majors just to take a look at him, you know? Uh, we, might, we might have hit the, um, 
to the lottery on Nick Lodillo. Um, so I'm really hyped to see what the kid can do. Um, but I, I see him as a starting pitcher, um, unlike Hunter Green. I think Hunter Green will be more of a close, uh, closer. Um, I might be wrong, though. I might be wrong. I think Hunter Green, the, the, as hard as he throws, I think he is more prone to injury than any of the pitchers I am currently talking about. Um, so, I, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. And, and Nick Lodolo being a left-handed pitcher is definitely valuable. Um, so, uh, we'll see what happens uh, with the future pitching. But, you know, I, I think it's really important because the Reds aren't going to have – being a homegrown um, pitchers, I, I don't think the Reds really have to worry about signing pitchers in the, in a, in the new, near future. Uh, we'll still have Sonny Gray – for another three years. Uh, I don't know if Bauer will last in Cincinnati. I'm not, I'm not sure about that one. Uh, Di Sclafani, I'm sure we'll, we'll have him for a few more years. I'm sure Castillo, I mean, I know Castillo will have for a few years, a few more years. So as long as we have Sonny and Castillo as our, you know, our, our core two pitchers, I, I'm, I'm really not worried about, I mean, not necessarily the other three. Um, Wade Miley, probably after his two-year contract, I'm sure that the Reds will, will pass on him because uh, Nicola Dello or Hunter Green will more than likely be ready at that point, uh, or Tyler Malley even. So I'm really excited the, the, for the, the, the future of Reds pitching. But um, that also leads on to our next subject, okay? The Reds, they've uh, mostly, you know, signed hitters in free agency. You know, with pitchers, you know, we, we traded for Luis Castillo from the Marlins. You know, we we, um, we traded for Bauer. We traded for Sonny Gray. But we saw, I mean, we signed Sonny Gray to a contract, but he wasn't a free agent. Um, the only guy I really we signed was uh, Wade Miley for a free agent, um, as a free agent. Um, and then Di Scalfani's been with us for, for a long time. We also traded for him, I believe it was Miami? Was it Miami? I think it was Miami. Yeah. But anyway, um, the Reds really don't, you know, they don't, what, what am I trying to do? They, say here, they don't sign pitchers. Okay. So they, they sign more hitters than pitchers. So what my, what I, what I'm about to talk about in the MLB, MLB draft is, like what I can't get the flipping words out man like what is more important in the draft okay what is more important than pitching or position players in the Reds case since the Reds trade 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 for pitching I think the Reds should just draft the, at least for the first two rounds just draft all pitchers okay and then they're, they'll uh, they're pitching um their pitching down in the minor leagues will be so good, they won't have to worry about trading or signing for pitchers in, in free agency. And then in free agency, all they have to do is worry about position players. They can spend all of their money on, on position players because the first two rounds are the most vital and the most important rounds for a major league team. So I think the Reds from here on out should just focus on pitching for the first two rounds. And then all the other rounds, you can do whatever you want. All right? The first two rounds, though, the Reds should go after pitching. Does that make sense? 
to where our pitching is so good in the minor leagues. You know, pitching is probably the most, the biggest asset a minor league system can have. But, I mean, besides catcher, because there's not many catchers out there that, that's really elite, though. But be, uh, having a, a really good uh, farm system with pitching, you could trade for hitters. I mean, you could trade for pitchers. But having homegrown pitchers and not worrying about paying a boatload of money and free agency for pitchers, you could just focus on position players in free agency in the near future. I, I came up with that plan, but I'm not sure what the Reds' plan is necessarily. But they've gone uh, they've gone mostly um, after position players the last few years. Nick Lodello is really... Uh, Hunter Green and Nick Lodello are the two pitchers that the Reds have gone after the last couple... Few, actually, a few years. Lodello was the last year. Hunter Green was a couple years ago. So... Um, but Senzel and India were the other other two. But they should be focusing on all pitching from here on out, in my opinion, and just spend all of their money on free or free agent uh, position players. So uh, that's that's my uh, position on that. I think I don't think it's a bad plan. I mean, if, if you think about it, um, I mean, it works out. It'll work out eventually. So um, if you want to trade a couple pitchers, if you want to, you know, bring them up, whatever. I like homegrown pitching. It's great. It's awesome. So, uh, but anyway, on to the next subject. Okay. Listen, there are productive players. There are talented players, and there are valuable players. There are. There's a difference. Okay. For example, Chris Archer. They trade or the Tampa Bay Rays traded um, Chris Archer to the Pittsburgh Pirates. All right, but. I mean, he's, Chris Archer's talented, but when they traded him, he they can replace Chris Archer, right? Chris Archer is talented. He will produce, but he is not valuable. Does that make sense? He's not valuable. All right, another example, Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper did not resign with Washington. All right, he is talented. He is productive. He will put up numbers, but he's not that valuable. He did not take the Phillies to the playoffs. You know, Washington replaced him with Victor Robles, with with Juan Soto, and they won a World Series. Washington is better without Bryce Harper. Teams are better with uh, uh, without Bryce Harper. All right, there are. There are players that there are many more players out there that are really talented and really productive, but they're not valuable. You think honestly, you look at the numbers from Bryce Harper last year, and you're just like, are those numbers worth three hundred million dollars? No, it's not valuable. He's not valuable. He's not going to take a team to the World Series and win. They would have to get a bunch of other players, which they are. Don't get me wrong. They, they've got Didi Gregorius, Zach Wheeler, Tatum Muto. But Bryce Harper alone is not going to take a, a team to the to the World Series and win. Justin Verlander, when the Detroit Tigers traded Justin Verlander to the Astros, he took them to the World Series. He's the main 
main reason why the Astros went to the World Series and won. All right, he is valuable, and he puts in. He's talented, and he puts up productive numbers. The key word is valuable. You, you got to look for that type of stuff. All right, there's many other, many more other players out there. All right, and my 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 whole entire, you know, my whole point is the four outfielders that the Reds are looking at which is Castellanos, Ozuna, and Puig, and um, now the new one, Corey Dickerson, reported, I believe, yesterday. I think it was John Heyman uh, reported that the Reds were um, were in touch with Corey Dickerson. And my whole point is, all right, this is going to be a long point, but the uh, Ozuna, okay, his career... Uh, his career averages 272 batting average 329 on base 455 slugging and an OPS plus of 112 not bad not bad okay his last two years worse than the others all right Castellanos 277 batting average 326 on base 471 slugging OPS plus of 113 so he is slightly better than Ozuna from his career, but he's valuable currently. Alright? He's valuable. Alright, so right now Castellanos is the is the um the hottest hitter between Ozuna and Castellanos. Yasel Puig. Now we gotta consider his first two years in the major leagues. Phenomenal all-star MVP years. Yasel Puig's career average 277, just like Castellanos. 348 on base percentage, better than Ozuna and Castellanos. 475 slugging, better than Ozuna and Castellanos with a OPS plus of 122. Way better than Ozuna and Castellanos, but currently Puig is just talented and pro, uh, uh, productive, but he's not valuable. There's a reason why he's pre uh, predicted to make only $8 million this year. He's not currently valuable. Now, if it's his first two years um, of his career, what he's doing right now, he's valuable. All right? Now we look at the guy that the red, that I think the red, um, that teams overlook. Corey Dickerson, a career batting average of 286, 328 on-base percentage. That's, that's about normal. Uh, and a slugging a 504, way better than the other three other three guys I was talking about. An OPS plus of 119, lower than Puig, but he is consistently valuable. You guys are probably saying, Jordan, stop saying the word valuable. It is such, it's 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 a word that people don't understand in sports. Okay, he's. Uh, Productive, he's talented, and he's valuable. Consist consistently, the only bad year he had was his rookie year, and he only played sixty nine games. So, I mean, in my opinion, Corey Dickerson, Corey Dickerson is the best bet here. Now that now, if you look at the numbers, he's consistently valuable. Puig was valuable in the beginning of his career. Castellanos is you don't know what he's gonna what you're gonna get from him. He was 
he was okay with Detroit. He was really good with the Cubs. He's not consistently valuable. He's still valuable, in my opinion. He's, a, he's my second choice. But I think Ozuna rounds up at number four um, in the outfield position. So if the Reds signed Corey Dickerson, I think that is the smartest move of the offseason. Um, I wouldn't mind with I wouldn't mind Castellanos or Puig, but I do not want Ozuna coming to the Reds. And I've said this the last few episodes, but God, man, if they sign Ozuna, I will be very disappointed, very disappointed, because they have three other options that are way better than Ozuna. I mean, the numbers explain the numbers explain it. Even when Ozuna had a great great years in Miami, he's still the worst hitter out of the out of the four. So. There's, there's, again, there's productive talent, or productivity, talent, and valuable, being valuable. And I think the most valuable player is Corey Dickerson. And he rakes at Great American Ballpark, not to mention. So, um, we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. But that is all I have for you guys today. I appreciate you guys tuning in. Hit me up on Twitter at jvits 37 B-I-D-D-S-3-7, and I will get back to your questions. I appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, what is today, Thursday? We're almost to Friday. I have to work Saturday, too, so you might have, I might have an extra episode on Saturday. I'm not sure yet, but uh, stay tuned for that. And, uh, yeah, Christmas is almost here, guys. I'm pretty hyped, pretty hyped. But, uh, yeah, try to get through this Thursday, and I will try to do the same. I appreciate it, and I will see you guys later.